to Christian Life with Dr. William Baker. I'm your host, Dr. William Baker. In this week's podcast, we are going to talk about the Lord's Prayer. We're also going to talk about prayer in general, uh, setting up uh, prayer space, and we're going to break down the Lord's Prayer. We're going to talk about you know Matthew chapter 6, verse 5 through verse 15. So, I hope everyone has had a blessed week, and I hope you're ready for it this week. We're going to take and go ahead and just jump right in. So, thinking about prayer, some people pray, some people don't pray. Some people believe if they pray, it's going to help. Some people think it's a waste of time. For a Christian, it's very important to pray. Prayer is very important as it allows one to commune with God. Now, typically people may say, oh, I'm not going to do that. That's kind of crazy. But Christians pray, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. It doesn't make you more of a woman, more of a man. It's part of your spiritual being. Now, getting in a habit of praying. When you talk about praying and getting in a habit of praying, you want to take and have a dedicated time. Typically, you'd like to have the same time every day. You're not going to be disturbed during this time frame. So you want to set that time aside. And you want to set a place aside where you're not going to be disturbed. Um, you know, you want to make sure that the time is not going to be interrupted and your location of where you're praying isn't going to be interrupted either. So it doesn't need to be super private, but you want it to be out of the way so people just aren't coming and bugging you, interrupting you when you're trying to pray and, and think about prayer and Jesus and God and, you know, what you need to pray about. And remember, everybody prays a little differently. There's nothing wrong with that. Now, we shouldn't be sitting here saying, oh, good Lord, please give me the lotto numbers. Um, help me find, uh, the, you know, gold or diamond. I want a million dollars. That's not prayer. So <clears throat> our prayer life should be about praying to God. We should be thanking God for what God has given us, recognizing what God has done for us. And we should be asking for forgiveness for what we've done, how we've transgressed against, you know, God and his laws. So it, it is complicated. And you have to start somewhere. Even a little prayer is fine. You know, if you just make a few seconds, minute, couple minutes, it doesn't have to be a lot. But, <clears throat> excuse me, if you want to start building up the spiritual currency, and we've talked about that before, spiritual currency, when the demons come, when the devil comes knocking on your shoulder, he's sitting on your shoulder, and the demons come whispering in your ear, you know, the fallen angels, what are you going to tell them? You've got to be strong. So you need to take, and you need to have that spiritual currency built up so you can fight them off. And it's not always easy because we are lustful, fleshful beings that, you know, we're sinful. That's the nature of flesh. The nature of flesh is sin. And it takes a lot mentally, spiritually, to live 
an upright, godlike lifestyle. So the Lord's Prayer, Matthew chapter 6, verse 5. And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, that they may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret. And your father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do. For they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them. For your father knows what you need before you ask him. So we're being told right there in Matthew. You know, there's some people that pray and they want to do it in an open setting. They want to do it in church. They want everybody to see them. Oh, look at me. I'm praying. I'm so-and-so and I'm, I pray so good. Look at it. It's, it's a, it's fake. Do they want to pray? Maybe they do, but they're doing it in front of everybody. So it's a little bit of theater. You know, we don't need Hollywood in this. This is between you and God. God knows what you need. It says right there in the Bible, God knows what you need before you ask. Don't ask for crazy things. That's not, you know, now, now you're trying to use God for your own purposes. No, that's not what it's meant for. It's for your own spiritual well-being. It's so you can find and, and achieve salvation if you ask God for forgiveness and ask for that salvation. It's a little bit more than that. You've got to take God into your heart and accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You've got to change your heart, circumcise your heart, and, and do better than the flesh that we are. It says don't heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do. Well, look, <clears throat> you know, the Bible says Gentiles. And Jesus was a Jew. And then you have a lot of Jewish people out there that say, oh, well, Jesus is a Jew, and the Jewish people are the chosen people. No, you were the chosen people. God opened this up to anyone who has faith. The faithful are the chosen people. When someone says, oh, you've got to be Catholic, you've got to be Protestant, you've got to be Methodist, you've got to be Jewish, only, you know, we're the chosen people, it's the nation of Israel. Wrong. I'll tell you wholeheartedly, it's wrong. Any priest, rabbi, anybody out there that says, you know, they're the chosen people, they're this or that, you're wrong. They're wrong. Don't listen to them. Run the other way. You have to have faith. Read, understand your Bible, pray. You have to have faith. It says, don't be like them, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. And pray like this. Our father in heaven. Telling us right there. He's in heaven. Our father in heaven, hallowed be your name. His name is holy. We have to recognize that God is in heaven. He's more than we are. 
God is God. We're, we're nothing compared to God. God the Father. You know, God rules over all things. That's why God is in heaven. We don't rule heaven. We know who does rule heaven. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, your kingdom come, your will be done. We're not here to serve ourselves. We are here to follow Christ. And we can say, yes, God doesn't need us, but God wants us to come to him. He wants us to have faith in him. Put our faith in Jesus Christ. He died on the cross for our sins. He made salvation possible. His will be done, not ours. Remember that. On earth as it is in heaven. God does things in heaven. Needs to do things on this earth. The earth is a battlefield. It's the devil's reign. Yes, the fallen angels came down. Are they stronger than God? No, God's already won the war. But certain things have to play out. God's not a liar, and he made certain promises. He said certain things long ago. They will come true. They will happen. Otherwise, he wouldn't be God, would he? Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts. Now, God knows what we need. You know, is it food? Is it something more spiritual? Is it a spiritual food? You know, it's a necessity, what we need in life. That's what we need is our daily bread. And forgive us our debts. You know, when, when we talk about that, we have sin. We're sinful. We're fleshful. God needs to forgive us. He will if we ask. But we need to come to Jesus and ask for forgiveness. As we also for, have forgiven our debtors. Now that's something big, isn't it? Oh, wait. Our debtors. Well, somebody owes me. I, I just can't let it go. They've got to pay me. Oh, my goodness. I, I need to get the money or the drink or the food or whatever it was. They got to give it to me because they owe it to me. Really? What do you owe God? You have to be willing to forgive those that are indebted to you. You have to be willing to love those you hate. You may not like them, but with God, we can still love them. I know it sounds difficult. It is at times. It can be. It can be very challenging being a Christian. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. 
God's not going to lead us into temptation. He's going to give us the strength to fight it. And he's going to give us the strength to fight the evil. If we put our faith in him, if we learn the words of God in the Bible, it's what we use as our armor and shield against the devil, against the dark angels that are out there, the fallen angels, the demons. Now I'm going to go back and read the prayer, but I want to finish it up. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. Well, if you're not willing to forgive others, your heart's not right. How can, how can the Lord forgive you when you're not willing to forgive others? But you want forgiveness. You can't have it both ways. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. We want to be restored in the eyes of God. God's the Paschal Lamb. You know, he's the perfectly unblemished lamb. When we offer sacrifices, we can only offer, you know, we can say, oh, it's a, it's a perfect lamb. Well, it's not. If the lamb is sacrificed, it's temporary. It's an animal. God was the perfect lamb. Jesus was the perfect lamb. The blood of Christ washed away our sins permanently. It's forever. The animal's temporary. You have to, that's why you always have sacrifices in, you know, every year. It's cyclical. But when God died, you didn't need to do that. It was the perfect sacrifice. But we have to be willing. To forgive those that have done something to us, that owe us. If we're not, if we can't, then why should God forgive us? Why should God forgive us our iniquities and what we've done? We have to be better people. We have to be better Christians. That is the point of being a Christian. It's not just saying, I'm a Christian, throwing my hand up. Hey, look at me. I'm a Christian. My God, I'm a Christian. You can't do that. Really? I don't care if your hand's in the air. Actions speak louder than words. What are you, what are you doing compared to what you're saying? How are you treating others? But that's what God's looking for. Have you changed? So the prayer goes like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. If you're not sure how to pray, that's what you pray. That is tried and true prayer right out of the Bible. If you're just starting, pray that prayer. 
You can change prayer later. You can talk to God different times later. You know, when you're talking to, to Jesus or God and you're, you're praying and, you know, when you have your prayer time and space, you know, use the Lord's prayer. I know I've heard some people, you know, oh, God, please just just give me the winning numbers. Let me win the let me win the lottery. Let me, you know, give me a million dollars. Is that going to make you happy? Nope, certainly won't. It might temporarily. You might have some new friends you weren't aware of, but when that money's gone, you won't be happy. It can't make you happy. You have to make yourself happy. But do it by following God, living a godly lifestyle. Make time for prayer. Change your heart. I hope everybody's had a blessed week. I hope everybody has a blessed week coming up. And I just want to say thank you for listening. If you like this podcast, please tell your friends. Promote it a little bit if you can for me. Um, just, you know, people who might be interested in it. If not, that's fine. Just listen to it. I'm not asking for anything other than that. You know, I'm not asking for money like some of these preachers do. Um, and I just want the best for everybody. So having said that, this is Christian Life with Dr. William Baker. I'm your host, Dr. William Baker, and everyone have a blessed week.